the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. show i'm laughing in part because it's just always a joy i always start laughing at that point in my opening song because i just love being here i love that song but i'm also cracking up because my guy dj carrot sticks hello hey there was making me laugh with his air guitar kind of like movements to the song through the booth Um, But it is always a joy to be here with you guys. I've got so much to cover through tonight's show, though, that I'm glad I got a team of people to help me power through it because we've got just got so much to cover. I've got coming up with me fan favorite Ernie White. It's been too long since he's been here, especially since he was on the Trump train like a long time ago before anybody else. It's like he was out there on that limb with Ann Coulter. Okay, it was like the two of them and nobody else for a long time. So I'm glad to have Ernie back on the show with me tonight. I got my buddy Julio, Julio Rivera, Mr. To Conservarican, who's actually going Conservarican Cubano tonight because he's going to weigh in on Fidel and what's happening on that, as well as some other things happening. Huge economic stuff happening uh, in the country as a result of Trump's win. And so as part of my news you can use segment and what it means to you and and how you can help yourself in your life, um, I've got my buddy Rod Hatley, who's going to be on the show later. I've got the awards for Hero of the Week and last week's Fool, this week's Tool of Awards, which, of course, were picked by you guys. And that's because you guys are the best friends a gal could have. Follow me on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Go to Instagram. I'm telling you, even if you don't want to follow me there, Dog Boo Love. If you have no other reason to get on Instagram, go there and follow Dog Boo Love. I couldn't get it through the day without Dog Boo Love, and I can't get through the day without all of you guys. I've got to start the show before I get into some of the hot topics. i got to talk a little bit about today is hashtag Giving Tuesday, by the way. You know, it's going to get to where we're going to have to add days to the calendar because, you know, it's every day is a hashtag this, right? Well, I don't know. Yesterday was Cyber Monday. We had Black Friday. Now we got Giving Tuesday. And I got to thinking today on the Giving Tuesday when I was reading about the nightmare that is going on in Tennessee, that maybe there is some some charities or some some faith-based organizations down that are going to help the citizens in Tennessee in this holiday season. Uh Prayers going out for everybody affected. I think something like 400 homes and buildings were destroyed in Tennessee in these fires. 14,000 people evacuated. This is an area near and dear to my heart. I mean, Gatlinburg is where my family vacationed and people, everybody I know, that was like the the closest ski area to uh, Louisiana. And so I know the area well, and just my heart breaks for them. And my heart also breaks because, you know, living out here in San Diego, we know wildfires out here that take out a couple hundred homes. That's it. I wouldn't say it's a yearly occurrence, but it's far too frequent when it happens here. And these are the kinds of disasters that don't always necessarily get the attention of like a hurricane or some other kinds of disasters. And so at the holiday time. You know, people losing everything, it's just really breaks my heart. So this show is dedicated to them, prayers for them. And if you find it on your heart on Giving Tuesday to give, maybe research and see what the needs are in that area. And if your heart leads you to do that, do so. Um, Okay, getting into it. 
So much to cover. It occurred to me as I was looking at tonight's topics, really um, from Castro to the economy, we've got the fight for 15, you know, worker uprising going on in San Diego and across the country to talk about. And, and, you know, everybody's talking today about the ridiculous responses from uh, President Obama and others to Castro's and Trudeau to Castro's death. And then you look at the ridiculous responses happening on the part of the left and the media to the Islamic terrorist attack that happened in Ohio State. And it's like, why do we seem to have two Americas? What is this about? And to me, what it's about is the left. You want to know why? I'm just going to say the reason why Obama came out and said, oh, well, we'll let history judge Castro. And and you look at the cover of the New York Times today and they've got mourners walking for miles to go to go to Castro's funeral and, you know, uh, completely trying to rewrite history about Castro. And it's because the left believes in the same Marxist economic crap that's gone on down in Cuba. Okay, they're okay with a centralized government completely confiscating everybody's property. That's kind of what the left wants here. They're kind of okay with dissidents and people of opposing viewpoints getting punished for it, if not criminalized for it. What do you think hate speech legislation is for? What do you think is going on when when bakers are being told you will bake a cake for somebody you don't want to do business with or face the consequences? The left is really okay with the Marxist policies going on in Cuba. They just didn't come out and say it quite in the same way that Trudeau did. That is exactly the, and then you look at Trump's response and it was all about, you know, I'm going to look at, I'm going to look at this ridiculous crap that Obama did, the deal that he did down, down in Cuba. I'm going to do what's right and, and help the Cuban people fight for freedom. He called out Castro for who he was, the dichotomy. And we see almost the same type of response to what's happened in Ohio State. We've got the left actually, there's actually lefty people coming out today and blaming Trump. Oh, this this poor kid, you know, he, he finally makes it out of Somalia and comes here to evil America who hates immigrants. Thanks, Trump. I'm actually seeing this all over Twitter. I mean, people from Ohio State, where my niece went to school, say, oh, we don't want to judge this kid. Well, you know what, there's not only is there a parallel similarity between the left not wanting to judge Castro, not wanting to speak out against his policies there. Same thing going on with radical Islam. They don't want to speak out against it. And you know what? Coincidentally, both political systems, the communism going on down in Cuba and what's involved in Sharia, centralized government with full control over its citizens, punishing dissidents, confiscating wealth, redistributing it. There's some differences, but there's way too many similarities. And you know what? The American people chose freedom in November. That would your, the differences in the responses from the left to, to Castro's death and what's going on in Cuba and the Islamic Jihad that we face, their response versus Trump's was the very decision that we faced. That difference, that was the difference. That was the choice that America had. America chose freedom. And you know what? That freedom that America chose is going to also be spread around the world. Well, I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Ernie White. And then after that, we're going to talk to Julio because we're going to talk about the choices. We're going to talk about now that America has chosen chosen Trump, what does it mean? Trump's starting to lay out his his picks for the administration. We're going to talk later on in economics about already the course of freedom and economic freedom that's happening for Americans as a result. So don't go anywhere. We've got more of the Andrew K. Show on the other side of the break. Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page 
Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Before the break, we were talking about uh, the responses, the choices that America had in November between freedom and democracy and Marxism slash Sharia, the green axis that we've talked about on the show, the partnership between Islam and, and Marxism. You know, that's really what the divide is in this country at this point. I mean, what do you think Kaepernick's been, you know, he, he Kaepernick's been uh, wearing Che shirts or Castro shirts and I don't, for now, I don't know how long. That's, that's what he's about. That's what the left is about. Um, but you know who knew a long time ago what the choice was really about and why it was so important that Trump win this election? It was my buddy Ernie White. Hey, Ernie, welcome back to the show. Oh, it's all good. You know, it's all good. Well, you know, I got to thank you for being one of the people that spoke out early on and often. You were out there. I I said early on the show, you were out there. You and Ann Coulter were kind of like the only two out there on a limb talking Trump, talking about why he needed to win and that he actually had a chance to win. And thank goodness that he did, because what's going on with with after this election, from the protest to the responses from uh, uh, Obama to Castro's death, to um, the responses that we're seeing to terrorist attacks. I mean, it is clear to the American people. The left has revealed who they really are. Have they not? Well, you know, America voted and America voted for Donald Trump. And, you know, a lot of people are going to say that the popular vote went to Hillary. Well, the popular vote is California and New York and Illinois, all of Chicago. Yeah, that went to Hillary Clinton. But America as a whole voted and they voted for Donald Trump. That means that Hillary Clinton uh, supporters went into that booth and they hit the Donald Trump button because they knew that Donald Trump was going to be the only candidate that was going to save this country. And I'm telling you right now, people are starting to freak out about maybe some of the picks that he's making. They're, they're freaking out a little bit about Mitt Romney uh, meeting with Donald Trump. Let me just say this. Donald Trump took this whole country, put it on his back. He went up against the Republicans and the Democrat Party. Nobody supported him except us, the patriots and the people. The media didn't support him. You supported him. I supported him. But basically, the media left him alone. The Democrats left him. The Republicans left him. That guy carried this whole country by himself. He beat up basically every candidate running against him, 16 against him in the Republican Party, and then beat the Hillary Clinton machine. He didn't just beat it. He whooped it. So now we're looking at Donald Trump, who's the most strategic artist I've ever seen, about to transform this country today. Carrier has just announced that they are not moving to Mexico. 
get it. Kerry is not moving. Ford has announced that they are not moving their plants to Mexico. Ford has announced that. This guy is a mover and a shaker. Don't doubt him. Don't get nervous. Don't listen to regular news programs. Just listen to Andrea Kay. Don't listen to anybody else because everybody else is trying to distract you. This country is right. about to change. Everything that we've always hated is about to become a positive, and we can sit back and finally rejoice and put a smile on our faces. Well, the, the left has done a good job, and I talked about this last week. They've done a good job in, in destroying the, in damaging and, co- and compromising the First Amendment and freedom of speech in this country, uh, you know, um, to where... You, they didn't expect Trump to win because people were too scared. They had they were too scared to admit that they were supporting Trump. The American people voted. They knew that the choice was greater, a, a move to Marksville, that the choice was freedom, freedom, individual freedom, uh, economic freedom, freedom against the tyranny of radical Islam that's being brought here and imported here. Through, and, and will play itself out through the through the choice of either through sword or Sharia. The American people got it, and now we're starting to see it. And you're right; both everybody needs to calm down. I think there's too many people. When let's let's talk about some of his picks so far. First of all, what I would say to the people that are I don't want Romney either because you're right. Trump did carry this nation, and he carried it in spite of Mitt Romney, who wasn't even one of the 16 people. Okay, so you know he really, in my opinion, I don't really think that. Donald Donald Trump needs to bring on somebody like a Mitt Romney to heal a party that already coalesced behind him. So, quite frankly, I I don't think that Romney should even be in the running. I'm hoping that tonight he's forced to eat some crow at a dinner and really he's going to come out as just the administrator of, you know, um, waste management at some point. However, if Trump picks him, I'm going to support it because you know what? Trump picked Pence. You look at the picks. Let's start with Pence, okay? That that was the people doubted him when he chose Pence, did they not? And look how that ended up working out. Well, he got him to the White House. And Trump is strategic. Trump doesn't hold grudges when it comes to winning. And so Trump is going to put together the dream team, a team that, believe it or not, maybe we're going to disagree with some of the picks, but the picks that really matter. The picks that are going to really change this nation, he is putting in the correct people. I mean, right now, you look at Myron Ebel. He's, he's talking about the EPA. Myron Ebel does not believe in global warming, does not believe in climate change, man-made climate change, man-made global warming, does not believe in all of this sustainable development nonsense. You're about to see huge changes right now in America. You're talking about the United Nations climate change program. Everybody Donald Trump has nominated so far – basically is against all of this nonsense. You're talking about, uh, I, I can just go on and on. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm about to jump out of my, out of my shorts. Well, let's talk this about some of the picks. It's an exciting time right it now. Is. Let, it is. I tell you, one of the reasons why the Republican Party was given the majority after 2014 was Obamacare, and then they squandered it and did nothing with it. You look at, at Trump's pick for um, HHS, and it's this guy, um, Dr. Price. He's actually an orthopedic surgeon who is also the chairman of the Budget Committee. You know why he's a good pick? Because the left is hysterical over him. Up Chuck Schumer said, oh, you know, he's out of the mainstream from what America wants. What? I mean, that just further shows how how far the left is uh, from understanding what America wants. America does not want Obamacare. But then, of course, up Chuck Schumer has to talk about out of the mainstream because, see, that's always their play is to try to act as though what America wants really is so extreme. Meanwhile, they won't call out Castro because they actually don't think that Marxist 
is is so crazy and out of the and and uh, off the mainstream. So I say, you know what, left, you continue to double down with your crap. And it, meanwhile, Trump is changing America. I love that pick. I um I also love I love Chow. Now I know. Uh, that a lot of the never Trumpers are upset over her because they're like, oh, Trump was supposed to drain the swamp. And now here he's bringing back somebody who was, you know, in the administration for W. And it's like, you know what? Trump is a businessman. He's going to put the right people in for the job. You look at this woman, forget that she's married to Mitch O'Connell, forget that she was in W's administration. Look at her resume. This is a woman who took on the unions. Okay. Right. Anyone anyone understand this? Trump is going to put people in these offices right now that can get this thing moving fast. Everything that's going to come to these offices is going to come from Trump. Trump is going to give the directive. He needs people in these offices that can follow his directive. Trump is not going to let nothing go through that he doesn't want to go through. He's already got his agenda. But he has to have people that can go into those offices and already know how to navigate those offices. He does not have time. Just we, all, we all complain that we want this done now. Well, Trump, is, he has to put people in these offices that can get these things done now, that can navigate these shark-infested waters. He's got to do what he's got to do. I'm telling everybody right now, if they relax, Trump is not going to let them down. They're going to get everything that they're dreaming of. I'm telling you, the days of the liberal nonsense is over. You can now watch TV, and every time they make fun of us, we can smile because those days are gone. Freedom is back. So, again, allow Trump to go ahead and do his nominee. We don't even know who he's nominating yet. So we just want to see what he does. And once he does it, just watch the magic because everything is going to be coming from Trump's mouth. I mean, he's putting in people from education that don't believe in Common Core. All of these things that we dreamed about. Jeff Bush, he loved Common Core. All these things we've dreamed about are coming to fruition. He's about to destroy the United Nations and the global warming, EPA nonsense of sustainable development. He's going to destroy that and bring that money back here. So, again, just relax, everybody. Let him navigate these waters. The guy knows what he's doing. And again, every directive is going to come from Donald Trump. President Donald Trump is going to deliver every directive. Well, it's bad enough that we've, if, you, if you're just tuning in, this is the Andrea K. Show, and I'm talking to Ernie White from Ernie White Media. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's, uh, he is so under the mic. He's so under the microscope. Everybody's watching every word that comes out of his mouth. You know, it's bad enough that the left is doing that. That you know, the Republicans, Trump supporters, every you know, need to not you know back up a little bit. Let him have his space. I'm telling people, look, I love your enthusiasm, Ernie. I'm telling people, you know what? Don't have too high. Look at it this way. Don't maybe don't expect him to do everything that he said that he would do. At least don't expect him to do everything he said he would do instantaneously. Okay, the guys like two weeks in just after even being elected, you know, because let's manage expectations a little bit. Even if he only accomplished two or three things that he said that he would accomplish, that is so tremendous for this country. So I don't really know why everybody's pushing the panic button. Everybody's all like hysterical. Kelly and Conway, oh my gosh, did she go rogue when she was criticizing Romney? No, she went out there with Trump's blessing. I don't think that Romney's going to get Secretary of State. I actually, I, I'm kind of hoping that's not really any of the people that have been mentioned because I don't know how you feel about Petraeus, but quite frankly to me, you know, you compromise nation security for a chick, you kind of, you know, give up the chance to be Secretary of State, but I'm going to support anybody the, that, you know, he ends up picking. Who do you want for Secretary of State? Oh, boy. Now, that's a tough one, uh, because just about anybody you name is going to probably upset somebody 
the one person I don't want to see is Rudy Giuliani. I don't believe he has any type of experience uh, overseas when it comes to Secretary of State. John Bolton knows a lot about what's going on. A lot of people don't like him. David Petraeus, uh, the, the problem with him is, you know, lately he's been with the Bilderbergs, and that's been a, an, an issue with me. Yeah. And so, but, but I'm going to step back. And like I said, Trump is so strategic. Anybody who could dismantle the 16 candidates ran against him, anybody who could dismantle Hillary Clinton, and I mean destroy her in that election, Right. I've got to sit back and trust his picks. Ernie didn't win the election. President Trump won this election. So I'm going to sit back and watch these picks because, again, I'm watching who he's choosing for some of these key positions, like, like again, like the EPA. Those right. are huge positions. Those impact us every Day, especially here right. in California, where we're about to pay for the fee for right. every mile well, we we're up against we're about a... to drink toilet water. <laughs> we're up against a break, Ernie. Thanks so much for being here. Appreciate it. All right. Woo! Love me some Ernie White. You know who I also love? Julio Rivera. He's going to be with me as soon as we come back from the break. This is the Andrea K Show. Thanks for being with me. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. AM 1170, the answer, traffic. Five freeway northbound near Cannon Road, an accident. It looks like now final clearing stages. You may still see a little bit of an extra jam in that area if you're heading up into uh, the Carlsbad area. Update brought to you by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Right now, about 120,000 people are waiting for life-saving organ transplants. You can help give them hope, get the facts about organ, eye, and tissue donation, and sign up online today to give the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov. Richard Turnage, JM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Cheeky boom, chick, cheeky boom. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. I can hardly do that with a straight face. I'm in such a good mood right now. Castro is dead, people. But you know who is alive and alive and well on the Andrea K Show? My buddy, the conservative, Rican Julio Rivera. Hey, baby, welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you again. Yeah. Now, um, how did you feel the moment you heard that Castro had bit the dust? I was very, very excited. I, I, I got like a, a overjoyed um, in a sense because of. You know, just the horrific human rights abuses. It's been said that, you know, over 3,600 uh, military-style executions of, mm-hmm. you know, dissidents there. It's just a brutal regime. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, I mean, obviously Raul is still there. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll see how Trump handles 
it now, you know, Cuba going forward, but just to know that he's finally gone after God knows how many, you know, assassination attempts, they finally got him. Right. And it was, it was father time, but, I mean, he's gone. He's in the ground now. So. Well, Chuck Woolery had a great quote. He said, you know, oh, uh, Raul, uh, Fidel stood up to 10 presidents, um, but, you know, the, as soon as Trump got elected, he dropped dead, you know, uh, which I thought was so funny. And, you know, I thought I put on my Facebook, you know, not entirely far-fetched. If you saw the pundits on mainstream media, they were about all in cardiac arrest the night that Trump won. Um, you know, I looked, I saw on the cover of the New York Times today, they were basically saying that, you know, Trump's comments just brought up all the pain from Cuba as though, you know, they, they hate Trump and the Cubans down there hate what he's saying. What is Trump saying? He wants to look at this bad deal that didn't didn't do anything for the Cuban people down there. That deal th- through executive order that that Obama did was just as bad as the Iran deal. He didn't get anything in return. All he did was make it possible for Americans to go down there and give more money to the government. It's not helping the Cuban people any down there. You know, so what Trump wants to do is this he wants to um truly be, for the first time in 10 years, have an American president who's the leader of the free world. He wants economic policies and economic freedom here, and he wants to help spread it around the world. And in the first break, we were talking to Ernie White about a carrier. One of the things that Donald Trump talked about he got elected primarily because of economics, because the American people understood that we were on the road to Marksville. We were on the road to Havana here in this country. He said, I'm going to bring jobs back here. Carrier had 2,000 jobs that were set to go to Mexico. He and Pence are going to be in Indianapolis on Thursday and announcing that Carrier has decided to keep the majority of 2,000 jobs here in return Trump and, and Pence are going to reiterate their pledge to ease up on the regulations and basically mm-hmm. take the jackboot of tyranny. We're supposed to have a free marketplace that basically they're going to they're going to lift that jackboot up off the necks of the businesses and easing up regulations and, you know, corporate tax rates. That's a win. That's a win for America, is it not? Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, it boils down to whether or not businesses want to ease up and, and, you know, loose, loosen the purse strings in a sense. You know, right now it's, it's not a good economic climate for businesses in America. We are regulated to death. I mean, we've got the highest corporate tax rates uh, in the world, basically ourselves in Japan. I mean, getting it down, and this is this is where I want to see the commitment from Trump. If he's truly committed to bringing the corporate tax down from, you know, that down back to uh, to 15%, you know, that's where the, the sweeping economic change is going to happen. That's when you're going to have businesses hiring putting Americans back to work, we can bring back, listen, during the Obama years, 7 million, 7 million jobs in, in production jobs, you know, factory jobs, um, industry jobs here in this country left, you know, as far as producing, producing goods, you know, and, and that's only 7 million on the actual production side. You have to consider on the support side transportation, you know, back end, the offices, you know, customer service for these, for these, you know, companies that are, they're building products, you know, it's, it's a lot more than 7 million in the grand scheme of things. And when you got 95 million Americans unemployed right now, that, that's the, the one thing that you really need to do is, and, you know, Barack Obama two weeks ago, a lot of people, you know, because this is underreported and, and, you know, they're, you know, the mainstream media has obviously been in the tank for the liberals you know, forever, but, you know, more to the point during Obama's administration, he dropped, I think it was over 600 pages of regulations 
uh, two weeks ago. And, and you know, right now he's going to be unrestrained. He's going to try to tie America into, you know, uh, as many bad international deals as he can. Mm -hmm. I'm keeping an eye on him, you know, as far as what the next year's budget's going to look like, because you still got a lot of rhinos, you know, the ones that enabled them last year with last year's uh, omnibus. I'm I'm still very worried about what Obama can do uh, damaging-wise you know, to America in the little bit of time that he has left. Well, one of the reasons why he was pushing so many regulations, amping it up like he was, is because I think that there's a law that within 60 days of of a president leaving office, I mean, they're just... practically automatically wiped away with the new administration or can be uh, quickly wiped away. And that's why he was flooding it. Uh, But we have half this country right now. What the election came down to was basically half the country wanting some version of socialism, communism, Marxism, and the other half wanting a restoration of American freedom. While today, while we're learning that Trump is doing the right things to keep jobs here in this country, we had the fight for 15 Marxist worker uprising across the country, led in part with organizations here in San Diego. And, you know, it's basically, we already had uh, laws passed here in California to, to increase the minimum wage, but, you know, up over five years, but that wasn't good enough. No, they want it right now. They're, and they're out there on the streets uh, saying stuff, like, you know, e- using all the same Marxist terms, economic justice, and we won't back down. I'm like, back down or what? They'll hire some other high schooler to put the pickles on the patty? What? You want increased wa- you want increased wages? Go out and get yourself a skill, not a picket sign. I mean, what you know, part of the problem that we've got is while we have 90 million Americans out of work, we still have an open border system because who was the primarily so many of the people out there today? People who've come into this country legally or otherwise who don't have an ed- education, don't have a skill set and think that they ought to be able to raise, you know, four kids while doing a minimum wage job. We have a cultural problem here in this country that's been fed by the left, and it's a Marxist movement. It's people thinking, like we had a local politician today out there at this thing saying, everybody who works in San Diego ought to be able to make enough money to buy a home. Julio, they should be able to afford to live here. Or we shouldn't, they shouldn't have to move somewhere else. The average cost of a home is $600,000. Don't think that you're going to move to San Diego and that you have a right to move here. Take a job as a janitor and and have the employer be forced to pay you enough to buy a $600,000 home. Yeah, you know, I don't even have a $600,000 home, you know? I mean, it's ridiculous. There has to, there has to be some common sense to this. I mean, the, the wages that people make, it has to be fair and equitable based on what they're actually producing. I mean, if you're producing dollar menu burgers, you know, unless you're selling, you know, hundreds of, uh, and maybe even thousands of, 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 you know, dollar burgers an hour. How can you pay a staff of 20, you know, at a fast food restaurant? It just doesn't make any sense. The common sense has escaped, you know, and, and it's basically because you, what are they pushing in the media? They're pushing in the media that, yeah, the, these things are good things. You know, they're, they're giving it positive media coverage. You know, meanwhile, right to work states are the ones that get killed all the time. Right. You know, and, and, and anything, that, uh, you know, related to a union is, is romanticized. Oh, they're fighting for the rights of these workers and this and that. But meanwhile, you know, a lot of a lot of these workers that are like union workers wind up getting a lot of their pay taking, taken away in union dues. 
And they'd stand to make more money if they weren't part of the damn union exactly. in the first place. Exactly. i got to shift gears real quick if you're just tuning in. This is the Andrea Case. I'm talking to the conservarican Julia Rivera of the Julia Rivera Show. Um, another huge story out there right now is about this uh, school out of Massachusetts, Hampshire College, that they lowered the flag to have staff after Trump won Julio. And then because one of the students there burned the flag, the president, I guess, of the of the school said, you know, we need now we need to just take the flag down altogether. So then, of course, Trump comes out and he says, you know what? You know what? Burning the flag should result in, you know, some type of, of punishment or whatever. And then, of course, everybody's upset over it. And I'm thinking, what's wrong with that? Well, just because and then people are like, well, you know, even uh, Scalia and the Supreme Court already ruled that burning a flag is protected under free speech. And I'm thinking, you know what? I don't even even though the great Scalia says that it's OK to burn a flag as free speech, I don't agree with that. That's their interpretation. I think that should be re- reheard because, you know, to me, that is an action. OK, that's where you're actually doing something. That's not free speech is words coming out of your mouth. I you, I couldn't go up to somebody and, and go, you know what? And uh snatch them bald or punch them in the face and say, oh, that physical action was an expression of my feelings. That's a behavior, right? Mm, no, you know what? I actually, I, I, I disagree with that. I mean, I think that it, 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 I believe in the, the, the decision from 1990. It was actually a case, I think, that was originally, it was, a, it was a merging, I think, of three separate cases where they were trying to, I guess, a prosecute for flag burning. And yes, uh, Scalia, I, I agree with Scalia and not with, uh, you know, uh, J- Justice Rehnquist on that one. Um, I think it is protected. I think it's, it's an expression. I don't think that you're really hurting anything because this, this is basically at the end of the day is private property. If somebody wants to burn their private property, um, you know, as long as they're not breaking any local ordinances, well, that, they should be allowed me, to. I, and listen, this, this, is, this opens up a can of worms. Yeah, but I've only got one minute now, left. So let me give you another example, sure. because first of all, that flag that was burned was not that, that person's personal property. It was the school's flag. It was the yeah, school's flag. One. Well, let me yeah. let me let me throw you an example because I only got a couple minutes left we, at the New American Museum here in San Diego today. Big news tonight that there were, quote, racial slurs written on a picture there. Um, and of course, it actually wasn't my idea of a racial slur. Uh, what was written on it was immigrants go home. This is our country, not yours. Um, this mm. is being treated as a hate crime because um, this was um, something done to a a picture on a wall. And I'm saying, how is it free speech for somebody to burn a flag, which is an item, um, but it's a hate crime if somebody expresses themselves on a piece of art on a wall? Well, it's not a hate crime until it's prosecuted and you have a conviction that it's a hate crime. They can call it a hate crime, but that's all, that's decided through the court system. And, and you know, I, so I, I think that that's obviously ridiculous. I don't interpret, you know, immigrants go or illegal immigrants go home as hate speech because, you know what, they shouldn't be here in the first freaking place, Andrea. We know this and, you know, the economic damages they're causing right now is the reason why we have a lot of these uprisings these social justice uprisings because you have a lot of people in poor communities they just can't get jobs so they spend their time you know picketing and 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 causing all these all this chaos and ruckus well well said well said hulu now how people can how can people hear your show as we got to go here the hulu rivera show hashtag conservarican on lanterns radio network uh thursday night at 10 p.m on lanterns radio network through spreaker or www.lanterns.buzz all right thanks for being here appreciate it 
No All right. problem. Thank you so much. All right. Don't go anywhere, Andrea Casio listeners. We got more economic stuff to talk about on the other side of the break. Then we've got our awards and a little bit of discussion on the Ohio State uh, terrorist attack. So don't go anywhere. More Andrea Casio on the other side of the break. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Because I'm the tax man. Yeah, I'm the tax man. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Super excited uh, for this next segment. You know, so much of my show is always about blasting you guys. I mean, one of my nicknames is AK-47 because <laughs> I blast everybody with my opinions. But, you know, a while back, I decided to kind of blast people with some news they could use, some actual information that they could take to their real life and actually have some benefits. So it's kind of like a gift, if you will. Today is Gifting Tuesday or hashtag Gifting Tuesday. So here's a little gift for you guys. I got my buddy Rod Hatley specializes in estate planning back with me. It's his first time actually to be back on the show post Trump win. And, you know, part of one of the reasons why he won huge reason was economics. So many people felt that Trump was the guy to do some economic recovery and increase the jobs out there. But they also loved his tax plan. And one of the things that people were really horrified about was Hillary Clinton's increase in death taxes. And so, you know, things are different now since Trump won or maybe not. I'm not really sure. That's why I got my guy Rod Hadley back to talk with me about it. Hey, Rod, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Okay, so with the Trump win, what is the expectation in terms of death taxes and estate planning? Yeah, yeah, great, great question, and really timely and topical because uh, of the win. Trump has vowed to get rid of the estate tax, and now that he's got the House and the Senate, it really does look like that will happen. And from what I understand, uh, they're busy writing the legislation as we speak. So um, we'll probably see in the new year uh, the elimination of the estate tax as we know it, and I'm guessing. It, it might be uh, now it takes time to get tax laws passed through Congress. But right. now that you've got a Republican House and Senate, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, within the first six months of his presidency, uh, Congress moves to repeal the estate tax. How do you operate in terms of giving advice to people still? OK, yeah, he won. We know what the expectation is, but mm-hmm. it's still not in place yet. Yeah. Or do you how do you advise clients? Because we're still kind of in limbo mode. Yes, we are. And so I always tell clients, look, we plan for the law as we know it. 
And when the law changes, then we need to move to, you know, take advantage of the tax laws as they may have changed. So uh, for those of you out there who are listening, if you have an estate plan in place, um, great time, especially when the tax laws change, to have your plan updated. And I think the, the, the lesson here is no matter what happens, um, you know, you have uh, uh, the addition of a new child or a grandchild or you get divorced or you get remarried or there's been the death of a loved one. Certainly the new president and a new tax regime that's going to come in as we expect. Those are all great times to update your plan. And ideally you're working with an attorney who didn't just give you a document and, you know, bid you goodbye and good luck to you. You know, you're working with an attorney so that you keep this plan updated and maintained to take advantage of the new tax laws when they come down the pike, et cetera. Yeah, because most people think that once you've got a, got a trust set up, and most people, when they think of estate planning, they sure. think of a trust. Right. Most people have the idea that once they get a trust done, that they're done. Okay, that's it. Yeah. I, you know, I yeah. can walk away now and feel as though I've checked that box. Yeah, and a lot of people, and I think we as attorneys need to do a better job to help clients understand, look, this is not a one and done kind of evolution. Basically, uh, a trust, a, a living trust is a living, breathing document. It needs to be updated and maintained and to take advantage of the changes in the law, the changes in your family situation, the changes in your assets. All of these things uh, add up to, uh, you know, get that plan updated regularly. And uh, so to answer the question, yeah, people should be uh, on the lookout for tax law changes coming down the pike, but plan for today. And then as things may change, then we can, because it's a revocable living trust most people have, you can update that plan and make it current you know, with to take advantage of the new tax laws, et cetera. Right. And not to use a crude analogy here, but I will anyway. It, okay. it, it can, <laughs> you know, uh, you can you can have a trust and and it can be a bad trust. It can be not right for you. It can be you can have a trust that was set up improperly, according to you. Oh, sure. It yeah. can be kind of like a bad nose job, you know, and now you need <laughs> Now you need a revision kind of thing or you need to have yeah. it looked at to see. Yeah. Can it be revised or does it need to be? Well, revised and I, I think the way I would explain it to clients is, you know, at the time that we did your trust, however many years ago, it was perfectly fine at the time. And, you know, or if I'm look, reviewing uh, a trust for a client they got done somewhere else. I'll say, you know, this was probably fine when you had this done originally, but it may be over planning in light of the tax law changes that we expect. And so in the new regime, et cetera, uh, we probably ought to update your plan and maybe give you some more simplicity. I don't really like a lot of complexity because life is complex enough. Right. I, for the planning that I do in my office, I try to, you know, I offer simple elegance. I think people appreciate that. They like that. And if I can take a trust maybe that I did or a colleague did from years ago, and I can bring it forward and simplify it to take advantage of the current laws we know it, well, then I think that's a win for the client. We have a... A different America today than, than when I was a kid. You know, one of the reasons why I got interested in estate planning is that when my grandma was lying in the hospital sure. in the New Orleans area with like days left to live, we had a family member fly in who went to her farm and started oh. picking through stuff. I mean, it got ugly. Yeah. And, you know, it, it reminded me of what can happen if plans aren't in place where, sure. you, and I'm not even just talking about property mm-hmm. like her farmland or the house or whatever. You've even got other assets sure. that can be involved. And if you don't handle it in the 
right way. Yeah. You know, the, the time to deal with it isn't when you're on the deathbed, really. I, I don't recommend it. Right. Uh, so you've got that situation where you've got not just it's not just about av- avoiding probate. It's about avoiding family issues. Now sure. we're also in a situation in America where we've got blended families. Of course. You know, where people have stepkids, step grandkids. Mm-hmm. Sure. And it gets even more complicated. We've got people having prenups now. Yeah. Then they get divorced and they get remarried. How does all that play into? Well, it's 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 a counseling issue, and certainly, you know, you were talking about blended families. You know, we just had recently lost uh, Florence Henderson, the mom. Yeah, America's the, mom. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that the Brady Bunch was probably the first blended family on TV. I think that show yeah. premiered back in the late '60s and it ran till about 1973. So, I mean, it's been in the culture, but certainly we're seeing a lot more of it today. And so when I sit down with clients, I ask them, you know, share with me what are your hopes, fears, dreams, and aspirations for yourselves and for your family. And that will drive how we do the planning. And there might be, you know, they, the husband and wife probably love each other unconditionally, and that's terrific. But they probably have specific opinions. Well, you know, husband probably says, well, I trust her implicitly. But when I go someday, mm-hmm. you know, I want my stuff to go to my people. And I know she wants her stuff to go to her people. So how do we accomplish yeah. that? And how do I draft the trust document to you know, lay out what those instructions are going to be? Yeah, so that- I actually I actually had some property that was given to me. Uh-huh. And I was given instructions that, okay, now when you pass, make sure it doesn't go to X number of people. So, I mean, these are issues and things that I've kind of had to deal with in my life. Sure. And, you know, it's, you you need good advice in order to kind of avoid issues. And you can't avoid everything, right? No, I mean, mean, you know, there are all kinds of contingencies out there. But I think, and there's no such thing as a perfect plan. But I say, you know, we will give you as good a plan as the law allows for right now. And as the law changes or as your circumstances change or, you know, your assets change, whatever, you know, we can then update the plan to take advantage of the new situation, whatever it might be. So the idea is, you know, have a relationship with your attorney. I mean, I hate I understand and people are are told, well, you know, you've got a plan. You just bought a house or you just had a kid or you just got married. Need to have a plan in place. And so people do. They just need to check that box. I, I always say, you know. Try to find an attorney that you can grow with, somebody, you know, that you can develop a relationship with, because ideally you want to go back to that person within a couple, three years or at a minimum five years, update your planning and just make sure that you're keeping things current. And if you have a living trust, that you keep the assets funded in that living trust. I mean, you know, how many people owned a home that was owned by their living trust, and then they took the home out of trust to go and refinance, but they forgot to put it. Exactly. So these are important things to keep in mind. And so I encourage, you know, uh, your listeners out there, if you're working with an attorney and you have a chance to visit with that person regularly, wonderful. You're ahead of the curve. If you don't have that kind of a relationship, please, you know, try to find an attorney that you that you resonate with, you know, who gets you and gets what you're about and that you can have a chance to visit periodically throughout the years, because that's the value of having the plan in place, because whatever happens, whether there's an incapacity or someday when you pass on. Uh, the plan is as updated as it can be for that particular circumstance, and that should take a lot of the guesswork out of what comes next. Right. I actually um, got some really bad news about a, a close family friend over Thanksgiving week, and if things aren't looking good for him oh, in terms of late-stage cancer. And I immediately started thinking, well, yeah. after I got over the initial shock, I got to thinking, oh, my gosh, has he because he's in a situation right now to where he's so overwhelmed with his current medical yep. situation yep. that thinking about what, you know, estate planning is just not, 
it's, yeah. it's a tough time to be trying to deal with that and deal with incapacitation and all that. I mean, you're trying to figure out if you're going to do the next step in your treatment. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. trying to figure out what's going to happen with your house is sure. it, it, it's who wants to be dealing with that. So, yeah. So the, the idea is uh, and it, it really bears repeating, you know, please, you know, uh, if you if you're married and you've got kids and you own a home, please do the right thing. Yeah. Uh, take care of this. Get it done. It'll give you some great peace of mind. And then as the world changes, your world changes, the laws change, your assets change, et cetera, get it updated. Right. Uh, but get that plan in place because we all know we're all going to pass, but some of us may have an incapacity issue that we have to deal with. So rather than have to go through a conservatorship through the probate court downtown, mm-hmm. you know, have a living trust set up to make sure that all your assets are owned by that trust. And then when incapacity, if it comes then uh, you don't have to go through that, what we call a living probate, which is a conservatorship downtown. And and I like that you say that you like to keep it simple, because I think one of the reasons why people don't want to, they avoid doing this and they don't start doing estate planning is it feels overwhelming to them. It can feel that way. And I think that we as attorneys have to do a better job trying to help people understand, you know, this is important. And we're talking about death and dying. So we try to keep it somewhat lighthearted. Mm-hmm. But I also try to drive home the point. Look, you don't need extra complexity in your life, okay? What you pay me to do is to look at the details. And so what I will do is I'll bring to bear uh, some elegant simplicity that will uh, make your life a little easier to deal with because your property, your home, bank accounts, brokerage accounts, et cetera, will be owned by a living trust. And then, of course, someday when incapacity comes or more typically you're out of the picture forever, then there's no probate, no delay. Well, there'll be some delay because it doesn't happen automatically. Right. But um, ultimately, everything flows through your trust out to your ultimate beneficiaries. And that's a good thing. Yeah. How do people get a hold of you? The best way to get, contact me is uh, they can call me. Uh, phone number is area code 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. Or shoot me an email to rod at hatleylawgroup.com, rod at hatleylawgroup.com. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here. Take the money and run. Or actually leave it taken care of for your family. You know, lecture over, but people, no, I'm going to say this, then it'll be lecture over. Take care of your families. If you've got life insurance, that's not enough. Deal with your estate. It got ugly in my family and others. Enough said. Speaking of family, though, I got to tell you, my heart was in my shoes when I heard about what happened in Ohio State because I got family at Ohio State. I've got a niece that graduated summa cum laude from there. She's probably going to take, it's probably going to take her, I don't know, 10, 15 years to pay off the student loans. Meanwhile, I still haven't found out yet who was paying the tuition for Mr. Buckeye, 18-year-old, driving a fancy new car, supposedly, who came here as a refugee. Speaking of lectures, you know, it was Paul Ryan who lectured and said when Trump was pushing back and saying, we need to take a look. We need to bring some common sense to this immigration refugee program we got going on here because we are importing terrorists here. And even if they don't want to kill you through a, like with a knife or with a pressure cooker, they don't they, they won't assimilate into our culture. What brought this to a head supposedly with this 18 year old? The fact that he couldn't pray out in, out in public. It's ridiculous. And in my family's backyard in Seba, Columbus, we got the head of this university coming out. Oh, we don't want to judge him. This is insane. We've got off our rockers here. We need to be judging. There's billions of people in this world. 
If you, we, we should be shutting our doors and not bringing anybody in here, certainly not from any of these terrorist Islamic infested countries who, even if they don't want to kill us, they don't want to assimilate into our culture. We must stop this. Our, that is not our values of what's going on here. There is no matching of our values with Sharia. There is no matching of our values with that political ideology. And it is a political ideology first, just like there's no, and you know how, what is very similar to their political ideology, what's going on down in Cuba, centralized government, complete control over its citizens, income redistribution, punishment for dissidents and people with opposing views. That's what's going on here. But I'm going to find out Who's, who paid for his tuition if it kills me? Because I, I got a niece that paid a lot of money there. But I tell you, let's get into Hero of the Hero of the Week and my last week's Fool, this week's Tool Award. My Hero of the Week, I always put it out to you guys. My Hero of the Week, although he's not been recognized by Obama, is actually Ohio State Police Officer Alan Haruchko. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his, his name right. Dude's only he's 28 years old. He's only been on the force, I think, since 2015. He's there because of a supposed leak, comes across this attacker, tells, tells the attacker, drop the knife. Within a minute, I mean, he shows up on the scene, tells the attacker, drop the knife. The Islamic jihadi doesn't drop the knife. He shoots him dead. Good for you, officer. He hasn't been supposedly recognized by Obama yet. But you know who Obama recognized? I saw this thanks to one of my, my followers out there on Twitter. You know who he recognized, though, pretty immediately? Clockboy. Who remembers Clockboy in Texas? Talk about non-assimilation. This guy was, a, this Ohio State kid was a Somali refugee. 50,000 Somali refugees have been brought here by the Obama administration. The left loves to tell us only 10% of Muslims around the world are radicalized as though like a bolt of lightning hit them in the head and suddenly they, they hate Americans. That means that 5,000 Obama imported 5,000 Islamic jihadis on us. We must stop this. Last week, we talked about who, who President-elect Trump was talking to to head up a Department of Homeland Security, and it was a guy out of, I think it was Kansas, Kobach. And a lot of people on the left didn't like what they saw uh, from the documents that he was holding as he came out because it talked about some extreme vetting and talking about pretty much they closing the door on people like this Artan or whatever his name was. Um, my fool and tool of the war. This kind of came neck and neck because a lot of you wanted Trudeau out of uh, formerly known as North America. I don't call them after what Trudeau said about Castro, how he was a family friend and, you know, gushed about him. I mean, you know, I, you don't typically read that kind of a gushing obituary about people's grandparents who died. You know, I think we should now call them North Havana up there, North Cuba, not North America. So many of you wanted him to be the fool, last week's fool, this week's tool award. He got my runner up because my number one spot for last week's fool, this week's tool is Jill Stein, who's be, who's become such a laughing stock. Somebody even said on Twitter, you know what? Kicking her at this point is it, it, it's like kicking a beagle. Because that's how ridiculous this woman looks at this point. This is the this is worse than a GoFundMe account based on a cancer scam. Okay, there's this recount is going nowhere. She even missed the deadline on the recount in Pennsylvania. She getting nowhere with Michigan or Wisconsin. It's a ridiculous joke. She's made a fool of herself, and the, it was all meant to delegitimize 
President-elect Trump and his administration, it's gone so far that it's really completely delegitimized not just her, but Hillary Clinton, because Hillary was foolish enough to have her and her campaign jump on this GoFundMe cancer scam-esque like attempt here. So it's completely backfired on her and on the Hillary campaign. Meanwhile, it's again brought to the forefront, like everything it seems surrounding Trump, it's brought to the forefront what's really going on in our elections. Because, of course, they're cherry picking where they want recounts done because they want election integrity, but they won't discuss voter ID laws. Thank you, Jill Stein, for being a fool and a tool and bringing to light your foolishness and that of the left. Hey, thanks for joining me tonight. Follow me on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm here every Tuesday night, 6 p.m. Thank you to my guest, Julio Rivera, Ernie White, Rod Hatley, and thank you all. Have a great week, everybody. Love you all. This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group.